My name is Brandon Wade, but you can call me Mr. Brandon Wade. You can call me B2. You can call me B squared. You can call me B Wade. But I got two rules for you if you're going to call me anything. Speak life and keep it real. If you do that, you're good in my book. Welcome to Pay It Forward. Whether this is a short episode or a long episode, I give you the greatest commodity that I have. Myself, who I am, who I'm learning to be, and who I've been. I give you my experiences. I give you my heart. I give you the parts of myself that even I don't necessarily want people to know. So if you're going to show up here, my only request to you is this. If you're blessed by anything that you hear from me, pay it forward to somebody else and speak life into the people that you're around. So let's check out what the show's about today. Man. I, um... I didn't know how it was going to feel. And so I've been trying to work through this. And then he died. And I can tell you that I felt both relieved and terrified because now this person who was like a Terminator, this man was invincible. I mean, I've literally, I literally had watched that man bust his jaw and then drive home and back. Like something that will cause somebody to wire their jaw shut. He would just drive back and be like, that's crazy. I watched that man. If there was anybody I thought in this world could shake off stage four prostate cancer and just be like, that's crazy. It would have been him. And then he was dead. And I didn't know what to do. And then I tried to go back and do the positivity spiel on pay it forward. Couldn't do it. All the documentary work and everything like that that I was doing, couldn't do it. All of a sudden, I was trying, and I just I couldn't do it. I tried real hard. And then God was like, you need to make this about being real. And so paying it forward became something a whole lot more rich than what I intended it to be. It was just supposed to be a fluff piece, my dedication to PCC for looking out for me all these years. That's all it was supposed to be. And then it became this. I had my first guest on. Um first guest was the um first guest was um first first guest was my uh was 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 one of the people who mentored me for a minute. Um, Steve Wood, um, he helped me walk through the initial stages of my grieving process. And I didn't really know what that was going to be. He helped me, he taught me about, you know, working through, uh, limiting beliefs and childhood traumas. And right at 28, I started trying to figure out about, um, that's when my dad died. I started trying to figure out about, um, emotional maturity. Um, I started getting people that, um, That we're talking about self-healing and, you know, me always wanting to be on top of everything. I was like, oh, this is the one right here. I can I can heal myself. And I made progress, but then I realized something about healing I ain't really like either. Healing ain't never in a straight line. See, I want it A to Z. That ain't never work. Healing ain't never been in a straight line. I heal one thing, all of a sudden something else pop up. I heal this grief, all of a sudden another thing pops up and it's healed something unrelated over here. It ain't never made no sense to me. And I've been trying, man. And so I, I, I poured all of my energy and then the pandemic came. 
and I had nothing to do but stare at the wall. I said, I'm going to make this count. So I did. I stared at the wall. I would sit with my feelings. I try to identify them. I try to do a lot of things. You know, I try to pinpoint what I was feeling. This gut and this, 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 these things in my gut. I started to struggle, man. I started to have like digestive issues, man. Cause I was grieving and grieving to mess with that stuff, man. I started to have all kind of stuff, man. I ain't like it because here I am. I'm like, I'm supposed to do better, man. I'm supposed to be better. COVID happened and I can't go nowhere. Can't travel nowhere. Ironically, I got more money than I've ever had. Can't do nothing with it. Now I'm feeling lonely. Now it's really hitting me. And I'm hearing all this work about reparenting in the inner child. And they're like, man, you know, no one's going to come save you. You have to do it yourself. And I'm like, well, I don't know if all that's necessarily true, but I don't know if it's false either. So I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to make it make sense. And it just don't. I'm trying to make this grief make sense. I'm trying to make my life make sense. And then the person who had trained me and taught me many things as a mentor, he died suddenly. Uh, June of 2020. His was sudden. You know, my dad, we all knew my dad was going to die, but his was sudden. You know, I'm talking about I'm still texting this man. Don't even know he gone. That's how sudden it was. I'm trying to figure out life. You know, I'm grateful that, you know, I got my mom and, you know, we've been doing the things we've been doing. But now I'm I think I'm 31 at the time. Life still don't really make sense. So I'm trying to dig deep, you know, trying to be transparent, trying to be a better human. And I'm seeing all these ways. I'm just not getting it, man. I'm not connecting with people. I'm not connecting with myself. And for all the things I'm trying to do, it just seemed like I'm always missing. I'm always missing something. I'm forgetting something. I'm, I'm waking up in the, in the night and stuff like that. Dang near feeling panicked because I'm feeling like there's something that I'm missing somewhere along the line that I don't know what it is. So I'm waking up, scrolling on Instagram, trying to search for it thinking it's some biblical scripture. And then I find some stuff and I'm like, oh, that must be it. Feel terrible about myself. Realize that it was just someone posting on Instagram. Decide to let that go. And I guess what they say, repeat, wrench and repeat. It's hard to understand what it means to be a person when you're still trying to figure that out. And then I wake up to the fact that so much of me inside is still a kid. That I never got away from that four-year-old. Sure, I've learned things. I've grown. You know, I've become accountable. But that kid is still angry and sad that he has to be accountable. Like, no one ever taught me what it meant to be an adult. And by the time I was an adult, it was like, Ninja, how don't come you don't know that already? And I was like, fam, no one ever told me. I needed my dad to tell me. I needed the people in my life to tell me. 
And of course, when I got into the church and I got around Christians, they were just like, well, God did that for a purpose. And I was like, yes, we know. We know. We know. And I think two things can be true at the same time. One of them is that you can absolutely need someone to be there and then they can absolutely not be there. And grief is terrifying because like joy, it has a way of being encompassing. It has a way of encompassing everything. It has a way of tinting everything. Grief has a way of making you think differently of chemically almost rewiring your brain to think in a way that it doesn't. And it's like with grief, especially around the grief of death or death or a permanent loss, even if it's the permanent loss of a relationship, there is something that fundamentally changes. Like I can't be the Brandon I was before my dad died. Something in you changes. And, you know, I wish that I had had, you know, a safe, strong male attachment figure to explain those things to me. That I'm not a failure because things changed in my mind. That I'm not a failure because I've struggled to see myself as a man. That I'm struggling to see myself like that right now. That maybe I'm not a failure. Main person been telling myself that is me. Maybe God, but me. And, you know, it's like I, I had this, this epiphany last night where I was like, you know what? Even if everybody in the world, even if the very people in the world that I've admired and idolized came to me right now and was like, you are the greatest person on the planet. I am so happy to know you. Even if you know, a girl that I was interested in or whatever was like falling all over me and was like, I'm so happy that you exist. I, I, I might not even still believe it in this moment. And that was really sad for me to look at. I was like, wow. Grief and how I feel right now, I probably still wouldn't believe it. And I guess the thing in this is acceptance doesn't look like defeat Acceptance is more like I'm surrendering to the fact that this is what I currently feel right now. And the beautiful thing about feelings is that they grow, they evolve, they change. Like, the more I fight them, the more likely they are to stay there because they're just trying to indicate something to me. Now, the bottom line is I don't want to be indicated to. Because I was always taught and I always felt like if I could ignore those things and just be better, people would love me. What if I ain't have the right words? What if what if I wasn't true to myself in that moment? Would they love me still? And it's like it's a lot of times my life has felt like being an eight year old that woke up and saw that the whole world full of toddlers. Toddlers in business suits, toddlers in tight dresses, toddlers and so just 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 old old toddlers. 
And I'm like, man, I have don't even understand the world myself, but I understand it more than the people around me. But I still need somebody that's going to be apparent to me, man. I feel like there's a difference between growing into an adult and realizing that you're an adult. I'm still trying to figure that mess out, man. I felt more and less accomplished in this last day or two than I have in a long time. Like I felt the pain that drove me back when I was 21 to start changing, but I'm grateful because it's significantly less pain that drove me to start changing. And then also that underneath all that is just still a boy wanting to be loved, a boy wanting to be accepted for exactly who he is. That like, if I never changed past the day, you know, if I didn't, have the smoothest clothes and the nicest stuff like that, which I already do and don't at the same time. Like if I didn't do that, like would I be accepted past today? Would I be considered good enough just cause I exist? And I would love to say, Oh yeah, absolutely. Do I have confidence that that is true? Sure. Do I have hope that that's true? Eh. Do I have faith that that's true? Yes. Do I believe that's true? Not really. I'd love to say I did. But the ache and stuff, it just doesn't go away. Like, I feel the rush, I feel the happiness, but the ache is still there. And there's still that part of me trying to get around it. Trying to get, trying to get past it. Trying to make it make sense. Because when I make it make sense, I can put it in a category, and if I can put it in a category then we good because I can just keep pushing. You know, there's still this money out here. You know, I'm a video editor. I can make real money out here. There's still, there's still all kind of stuff I could do. You know, I can make a plan. I can sign up for programs. I can do all this stuff. And it ain't going to get rid of the fact that there is still a feeling inside of me that I'm trying to understand. And the struggle with accepting this has been, acceptance doesn't need me to understand and that's something now I don't like that you know I like things that make sense I like things that I can I can lock in with and makes and make myself understand things and I don't understand them and I truthfully if I if I did understand them I don't know if I'd even like it I don't even know if I like the understanding of it like maybe you still feel rejected I'm like oh yeah probably Maybe you still feel lonely. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, maybe your attachment style is more disorganized than you'd like to admit. Yeah, definitely. You know, sometimes it feel like you get to the top of a mountain and you like, let's go. Until you look up and you see there's like nine other mountaintops at there and they're just like, dang, that's crazy, bro. You still ain't climbed it, though. And you're like, bro. And that's how I feel. For me, you know, I feel like I've made so many strides in wisdom and emotional maturity and all these different things. And some of them just been out of straight fear, you know, ever since I had my first heartbreak or whatever, all the work and things I've done. So much of it just been around fear, fear. I'll mess it up, fear. I'll screw it up, fear. I'll self-sabotage and ruin everything. 
trying to bet against myself, trying to stack the deck. Instead of being able to just accept that this is how I feel and this is what I feel. And this is where I am. It's been a hard one to just really accept like this moment right here, this how I feel is exactly where I am and that that's okay. You know, for the people that are on live, it's probably even for y'all too, but it's for me just as much. I always will say things like that. Like, you know, if I learn something, it's for somebody else. Well, yeah, it's for them, but it's for me too. Because I need it. You know, a lot of this is just me also trying to regulate myself, figure it out so I can get back and feel like I'm really him again. But that grief's still there. Still in my gut. It's like I ain't going nowhere. I can't tell whether it's my enemy or my friend or it just belong here. So if you one of them people that's really struggling to accept yourself right now, like where you are, what you're doing, what you're becoming, what you where, where you what you've become. Like, I see you for real. You know, I asked someone yesterday um, if they could help me with like some exercise or whatever, if they knew of anything, you know, to kind of really help me to kind of move through these feelings because I've just been scared that the feelings were going to get stuck in my body and I was either going to blow up, blow up on somebody, blow up on a situation or just fully break down and cry without any understanding of what was happening. And I'm just scared because I don't know my natural regulation anymore. That's scary. I'm still willing to be here. Like this moment is still valuable. Because if not for this, I wouldn't have tried something different. You know, I've, I've tried to work on feeling good about me, about myself. But the closest thing to that is being real with myself and being true to who I am. Like, that's the closest thing. Because this one, man, I can't get away from this grief. And I'm doing my best to try to not do that. And Scrooge is doing my best. I'm not doing that. I'm not running from my grief. I'm acknowledging the feelings that are in my body. I'm accepting the feelings that are in my body and in my heart and in my mind. And nobody said it was going to just make sense. You know, I'm talking to the people that feel like they failures most of the time, more than not. Just because they didn't try their best and it didn't pan out. Or they feel like they missed an opportunity or something. That's who I'm talking to. You feel me? I'm talking to the people that can admit that that's how they feel. I'm talking to the people that feel like they could have done better. And every day they wake up wondering why they hadn't done better. I'm talking to y'all. I see you. Like I'm talking to the people that don't understand why they haven't gotten a certain place and don't understand why they're not the people that they thought that they'd be. I'm talking to you right now. Like I see you. And I'm talking to the people that can sit with that and say, I'm willing to accept that where I am is right where I need to be. Even if they're like, I don't like it. I know I've come a long way. And I'm happy that God, you know, intends for me to have a long way to go. 
but it don't do much for me one to earn it. You know, earn my place. Earn my earn my swag. You know, because it's funny, too, because I grew up a square and I'm still a square. But, you know, because I went to the school I went to, I wanted to earn my place, earn my swag, earn or figure out the right clothes to wear, figure out the right way to talk. And at the end of the day, I'm still the person that I've always been. I had somebody tell me, like, I wish you could see yourself the way I see you. (laughs) Yeah, me too. I've always been kind of scared of that, too, because I always felt like if I saw myself the way that I think some people see me, that I'd probably be like, boy, it's about time for me to levitate because I'm really him right now. But I've also wondered what would be what would it be like if I was able to genuinely see myself like the way I was made, the way God made me? And what would that look like? How much nicer and kinder would I be able to be to people? How much more grace would I have in life if I was able to see myself that way? And again, that's another peak, another perfectionism peak, you know, because I'm just the funny thing about perfectionism and love, because that's something that I've been learning about lately, too, is perfectionism is all about. I want there to be no excuse for someone to be able to look at me and say you are not lovable. That's all it's been. I wanted to I want to be able to remove any possible influence, idea, thought process that could anyone could even have and say Brandon is not lovable. So my goal of being perfect, perfect communication, perfect understanding, perfect wisdom, that has been the goal. And I always felt like if I chased after it and I chased after it hard enough that I'd get there. And then I'd be at the place where the people that I love have to love me. That they ain't got a choice. But you know what's funny about perfectionism? Is the more perfect you are, the more you got to try to keep it that way. And even that was kind of soothing because I was like, well, at least I'll know I earned it. And if I lost it, I at least know I lost it because of my own merit and not because of somebody else. All of it comes from feeling betrayed, being betrayed, experiencing betrayal, experiencing shifting sand, someone being there and then not being there. Not knowing if it was something wrong with you and then having someone literally tell you what's wrong with you. You know, some of us on, you know, some of us that, you know, y'all are listening to this call. I know some of y'all come from hood families and y'all had to feel the family tell you, boy, what's wrong with you? Girl, what's wrong with you? My dad used to say that all the time. Boy, what's wrong with you? I can still hear his voice echoing through my head. And when I was a kid, I took that on as my identity. Oh, obviously something's wrong with me. And as soon as I correct it, my dad will love me. Now, as an adult, do I understand that he was just going through what he was going through? Sure. Does that make it better? Absolutely not. It is a raw and a healing wound that is inside of me. So I always figured if I if, if no one was going to love me for being better, then I'd be the best. That I'd work the hardest. That I'd make it make the most sense. That I stand on top of the world. So that I can make sure that nobody else could take things away. And as hard as I like to, as hard as it is for me to admit, even if 
I'm special in some ways. I ain't that special. I ain't so special. I can't feel or experience grief or loss or joy or happiness or excitement or longing like any other human being on this earth. I ain't that special. Shoot, it ain't work for Jesus. They still packed him up and he actually was perfect. They still packed him up. It ain't work for him, so. The point is, is I think the way that I look at perfection is something that has been also hindering me too because that's how I felt like that was what I did when it came to um, my dad dying, man. I was like, I got to be the best at everything. And the thing, crazy thing was that I was succeeding too. I was literally doing everything and it was working. And then as soon as he died, I dropped all of it. Everything except pay it forward. I barely made it through that semester. So it's funny how um, life makes us and gives us the chance to be real. And that's what it's been with me, the chance to be real. I made a promise to myself a long time ago with Pay It Forward. I said I was going to talk on Pay It Forward. I didn't know who was listening because the reality is I don't be knowing who listens to me. I'm surprised there's people on IG right now listening to me. I don't know who listens to me unless they tell me. But I promised that if there was going to be one, if I was going to speak to as if it was like one person talking to me or one person I was talking to, like if it was just one person then that person was valuable. And that person was like, I was going to talk to him. I don't care if it's 10,000 people listening to me or a hundred thousand people listening to me. If it's one person, that's enough. So, I mean, whoever you might be, man, whoever's still listening, whoever's, you know, what's going on, whether you on IG live or not, man, whatever your, um, whatever your purpose is, man, somebody's listening to you. And they're not just hoping that you succeed. Like they know who you are, man. And they're, they're listening to you. I saw this one thing that was real cool about that. Um, I think it was a, a Tyler, the creator, and it was just a, a human example. Like Tyler, the creator, um, I think was like on some random person's Instagram live. And it was like two people. And he was like one of the people. And the guy was a producer and he was like, man, he hired that person to do a bunch of jobs for him and stuff. And I think there was even another person where they had like an IG live or something. It was 10 people on there, but one of them was Oprah. Like, you never know who you going to influence. And I'm not doing it for shows or for cloud or nothing like that. Like, I really just want to express and be the realest version of myself every day. Like, if I really had a goal in life to be the realest version of myself every single day to be transparent before God so that, you know, whenever I stand before him, he don't act like he don't know me and be like, dang, that's crazy. Who is you for real? I ain't got time for that. He gonna know me. So that's what it looks like, man. This is what this grief is bringing out of me. So I ain't really mad about it, but I ain't like the feeling. Like I was telling somebody too, I was like, listen, whoever let God cook when it came to grief and apologies, man, I don't know if I like this recipe, but it do work. But this is what it means to do and be your best. At least that's what it looked like for me. Because that's been the main question I've been asking lately. Like, God, what it looked like for me? You know, there's all kind of cool things you hear. Patience, 
being patient, being kind, being being assertive, being clear about what you want, being a man. Oh, being a man has been a whole nother thing, too, because I've been having to unlearn a bunch of archetypes that I learned from my dad. But then keep the stuff that really matters. Like my dad was a protector. He was an alpha. He was someone who was a leader. He was very masculine in these different ways. I embody all those things. But then also I'm not him in the way that he did them. So I don't know what it looks like for me. Then I'm trying to understand emotional maturity and all these different things. And I'm like, man, am I sacrificing my own masculinity or am I embodying it? You feel me? So these are all the things I'm thinking about. And I'm 33, just sitting at the house, literally thinking about all these things, wondering what's actually happening here. And then I get grief and I'm like, awesome. Don't really know how to process this. Don't really understand what's happening right now. And yet here I am. For whoever's listening, thank you, because y'all helping me really feel like myself in this moment. And I still feel the grief, but this was a risk for me because I thought I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to do pay it forward. I'm going to do it live. You know, it ain't really the first time I've done it live, but it is the first time I've done it while I was looking at a camera because it's different when you're looking at a camera. But um, I'm appreciative of anybody that's listening. Anybody gets anything out of it. I don't care how long you stay. If you get something out of it that blesses you, bro, I'm appreciative of it. And y'all have really helped me, you know, feel like me. So I guess this is a new turning point for Pay It Forward where, you know, it's it's even less just about um being transparent and more even more so about being real. Like, I want to be the realest. I want to bring the realest version of myself to pay it forward. And I want to bring people that if they're going to be on the show, they're going to contribute something real onto the show. Like, screw typical interview tactics, X, Y, and Z. I don't care about none of that stuff. I want people to be the realest version of themselves that they can bring. Uh, I, I, and, and that's something that I think is going to bless the audience and bless the people, man. So thank you all for helping me lean into this, man. Um, I don't even know what I'm going to title this. It might just be let him cook. I don't know. Because I usually try to have titles and topics and directions that I'm going. But this is the realest that I think I've ever been. It doesn't really have a direction in the way that most of my pay it forwards do. I do know the traditional principles of radio. I absolutely know how to keep on topic, to touch on this and touch on that. I could do that. But right now in this moment, I'm feeling a lot of things. I'm feeling love. I'm feeling gratefulness. I'm feeling kindness, but I'm also feeling sadness. I'm feeling anger. I'm feeling fear. Bottom line is I'm just feeling. I guess the goal is to change from feeling to being. So this is just my way of being. And whoever's listening, man, I accept you for who you are right now. <sighs> Emotional maturity takes work. Emotional maturity takes acceptance. And it's weird how it all kind of circles around. And um, for whoever might be listening, I just want to um, also pass this along too. Two things can be true at the same time. 
I, 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 I listened to a post where someone said, you can't feel grief and gratefulness at the same time. And I was like, yeah, that's not true. I was like, you can absolutely feel both. And I think the reality is, is we got to accept that there are two things that can be true at the same time. You can really be, be up and really feel down. Things are what they are. And it's okay for them to be what they are. It doesn't make you better or worse to feel more than one thing in the moment. Now, let me spin and talk and, 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 and start doing that same thing myself, you know, being and feeling both things in the moment. Shoot, let me figure out how to do that. And, you know, I'll get back to you. You know what I'm saying? The way my emotional state and my maturity set up right now. I do what I know to do. So I appreciate y'all for real. I appreciate me. I appreciate being able to, to stand out and uh, step up and, and do some courageous stuff. Also, asking to meet podcast guests can be kind of terrifying for real. Like, I still do it, but, like, it's 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 cool when you hear somebody say yes. Like, yeah, I'll do it, absolutely. And you're like, what? Like, and so I just want to encourage people that's, that's, that's there and listening, man, just keep asking. Keep being real. Keep doing what you need to do, man. And um, wherever you are, even if keep being real is being like, I can't be real at this moment. I just got to let you know I see you out here. So I know everybody to listen to me. Y'all ain't necessarily religious. Y'all necessarily do your thing. I ain't really, I, I don't know how to really be religious either. I ain't really ever been my strong point. But if I pray for you, it would be this, that you continue to lean into it and that God would just continue to guide you in everything you do. That's my prayer that if you was there under the sound of my voice, that you'd know that. And that you accepted and loved exactly for who and how you are right now. Amen. Listen, I got mad love for y'all. Pay it forward for y'all always coming on here for y'all um, doing this thing for even the people that surprisingly showed up. I dead thought that there was going to be like a smooth zero people on here and I was just going to be talking to the air. But I figured I'd try it. You know, what else would you know? What else would happen? You know, but I didn't really try it for followers or fans or anything like that. I just want to um, be real with everybody and uh, give everybody a shot you know, to hear what it's like for me to genuinely do this live. So now I know it can be done and I might do it again. I'll probably end up doing it again. Um, but I got a whole, I got a, I got a guest lined up. Um, this one not going to be till October, but another one I'm really happy about having. Um, I don't know who my, uh, September guest going to be, but we're going to figure it out. If I'm going to do a September guest, I don't know, but I definitely got one lined up for October and I'm real hype about that one. Um, so man, I appreciate y'all. I always be saying, if you really like what I tell you, pay it forward, you know, share it with somebody or X, Y, and Z. But really the truth is, is I don't need you to do that. I paid it forward to you. If you're blessed by anything I said, just be blessed by it. If you feel like you want to share it with somebody, then by all means do that. But I did this just because it blessed me to be able to say it. And maybe it blessed you to be able to hear it. You feel me? So I appreciate y'all doing your thing. I appreciate y'all um, letting me show up and let me be my truest self. So I thank y'all and um, 
I'm gonna see you next time. Might be later on in the week. Might be you never you never know because I do pay it forwards as I get lessons and I learn things. You know, this is my way of doing it. So each one is always different. But I thank y'all for being who you are. All right, peace.